part of them. I could uh, teach and preach from all of the scriptures that they use. Because there's a, there's a lesson going here. We're in, the, we're in the word of God. We're Bible people, if you listen. But you have to have a hope and heart that loves God. You can't have resentment in your heart. You missed it. You can't have nothing in your heart. You listening? See, when the preacher is preaching, you need to look at him and not writing and on your phone. Pay attention. There's nothing to write when the preacher is preaching. You look at him straight in his eye. Eyeball. You hold your head up and look at the pastor. Don't hold your head down. I, I, you know, look and listen so you'll get the word of God right. And these young men are listening. When, when the preacher is preaching, that's the time to hold your head up. Everybody, hold your head up. Look at me. Not writing and like that. Because you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. You listen. Because it's very important what you say, what you're hearing. Very, very important. So you look at the preacher. Look at him straight. And you go to church and have them writing. What are you writing? You're not writing anything that's valuable. Look straight at the pastor. Blessed are your eyes for the see. Seeing, hearing, remember the ministry? Everybody look at me. What are the five senses of the body? Are you all saying it? Because you weren't listening this morning, were you? The five senses to the body is seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, feeling. That's the natural. Now, the same thing in the spiritual. The five senses of the spirit man, okay, the new Adam is apostles, pastors, apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists. Look at me. We're going to have a, have a course in looking at the pastor. Look at me. Stop writing. Let's say, stop writing. Look at me. Is that clear? I mean, look at me. Don't write. Let's say it again. The senses of the spiritual man, apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. Why are they there? For the perfecting of you. You, the saints. That's why I'm standing here. So you have to look at me. See. Okay? Seeing, hearing, tasting. Mm, what he said is good, sweet, maybe bitter, but it's good for you. Seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, feeling. Look at me. You don't write and hold your head down, fidget when the pastor is preaching. You look at the pastor. Okay? Straight at him. Because when you're down there, you're going to miss. Because you're not seen. Okay, you're distracted with something. Writing, what are you doing? If you want to make a little note, quick. A verse. But you don't take that long. It doesn't take that long to write. And you look right back at him. Right? You look right back at him. Because what he's saying is most important. So you look up. You go to a church and everybody's looking down, writing. What is that? You look straight at the pastor. Okay, hold your head up. Look straight. Eyeball him. Look straight. And when you look at him, don't cross your eyes. Because he can know. See, you're building a church. So these uh, young fellows did awesome. I'm proud of them. Um, there's so many scriptures that they use. Um, I wish every scriptures was up there.
but they went to uh, several of them went to Revelation chapter uh, was it uh, three chapter two twenty two but um, they uh, they they went to um, what was the who was it uh, Micah that uh, was it Revelation what chapter did you use again okay who used Revelations chapter two I want that scripture that. In Revelations first, in Revelations 2. Look at it. I'm going to go there. Revelations chapter 2. You remember that? In what verse? Revelations chapter 2, verse, uh, verse 5. And I'm just going honoring these young men because they did use the scriptures. You understand that? To show you how powerful and uh, how effective these scriptures are. Uh, go back up to verse 1. To Revelations chapter 2 verse 1 says um, let's all read with me look at me look at the board look at the board look at the board I'm going to say it until you look up look at the board and read from the board you don't have to write I have my Bible but I'm reading from the board look up at the board so you can pay attention you're not I'm trying to get your attention so when service is over you did hear the message okay and you didn't hear something else you hear what he said Okay, and that will change your spirit. Look at the preacher. Now let's look up there and read. From there, no writing. Look up there. Let's all read. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus. Who is he writing to? You know what the angel was? He wasn't two wings angel. He was a pastor. They called angels or messenger. See, so if there was no pastor in there, Jesus couldn't write a letter to the church. Uh, you didn't hear if there were no pastor, who did he write it to? Did he write it to the deacons? Elders? Did he write it to the pastor? To the pastor, God, uh, he wrote it unto the angel of the church, singular. Okay? Because a church, you have more than one pastor, you have confusion. You can have three, four, five, six, seven pastors. You cannot. I am the pastor of this church. Nobody else. And that's period. I told you this morning. I am the pastor. So if somebody addressed a note to somebody in the church. And called him pastor. That is the Absalom spirit. That is like usurping authority. And that's stealing. Nobody is the pastor but me. Now the letter is written. The Lord speak unto, unto me. To teach this church. Period. Okay. Period. He said, I don't like that. We'll ask the Lord about that. Okay, but look at it now. Unto the church, the angel of the church of Ephesus, and each church had a letter. We'll get to those things. There were seven churches. And you couldn't take the letter from Ephesus and go over to Sabernia because they were all different. No more than you can take another church and judge this church. Okay, somebody come here and said, well, they should be doing that. I don't agree with them. No, we don't know what you agree with or not. We go by what the Bible says. Amen. We don't go by what somebody agree, but we go by the Bible. This is the only book you go by. And not what some brothers or sister that are uptight in their spirit has to say. Because you're going to find that all the time. Every church you go, you find disgruntled people that you can never satisfy them. You please them today, tomorrow they're upset. 
Don't please them. Pastor Baker told me one time. My pastor, he's dead now. He says, don't try to please people. Please the Lord. When you please Jesus, that's all. Okay? You please, you get that? You please the Lord. What if a pastor tried to please one over here and one over here? He's confused. He's confused. That's not what the church is for. The church is not there to please me or you. Uh, so here, powerful scripture. The angel of the church of Ephesus write these things. Said, who's speaking? Who's speaking? The Lord Jesus Christ. And these young men brought it all clear. Said he that had the seven churches or seven stars in his right hand. The Lord is the one. Somebody say, oh, the church is backsliding. The church. A church is not backsliding because one or two people leave. You, you don't understand that the Lord has the power to cut off dead branches. If you're not valuable anymore in church, the Lord's going to cut you off and you're going to believe, but I'm the one that leaves. No, it's because you're not valuable. All right? They, uh, you go to a doctor, God forbid, and, but if you have a dead part on your body, what, what is the doctor going to do? They're going to amputate it. That means that's what God does. God amputates dead members. When you're not a value to the church, but if you stay there, you'll kill the church. So God cut it off. And you say, oh, I leave. I did this. No, you're amputated. God cut you off. And God allowed new branches to come up. Have you ever seen a tree cut down? Are you look, looking at me? Have you ever seen a tree cut down? And what happened? And after a while, it springs. But the old part died, but the new part sends out root. That's what God do to a church. So here's part, this is a powerful scripture here. These things said he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand. And the pastor get to where he knows that God's holding up the church. If you believe that this is sister or brother so and so holding up the church, you're in trouble and you have no faith. But you can rest assured that God and only God holds up the church. So it doesn't depend on you or me. That's why we submit. Because if I fail, God is going to have somebody else. And if the church knows that, it's going to come alive. But no, they're depending on me. They're not depending on you. It depends only on the Holy Spirit. The Lord sent the Holy Ghost as a comforter to comfort us. And uh, the, the boys tell us that. There it says, he says that he holds the seven stars our churches in his right hand. And if he was holding those churches, he's holding faith mission ministries tonight. Said, who walk it? No, notice there. He holds and he walks. He walks. I don't care where you move in the church, what you do, where outside, inside, where, he's there. We heard that tonight. He's always there. Here's what he said. Who walk it in the midst of the seven golden candlestick. When they started, when the church started at Pentecost, they were all golden. But something happened, and look where we are today. Did you know that uh, the days that today, and many churches, we are not even hearing from God. Everything, God told me this. God doesn't work out of his Bible. He works in the word of God. And he doesn't work as a busybody, a troublemaker, a gossip. 
behind the back and I gather little women that don't have any brains. You can't do that. You can't have a bunch of people in church following you and secretly following you and receiving things secretly and you are a man of God or a woman of God. It's only Jesus. If you want somebody to keep texting you or zooming you, let Jesus do it. That's right. He's always on the line to you. Will you pick up the telephone? Will you answer him? Will you talk to Jesus? Or are you just rather, hello? Oh, I am so glad to see you on TV. Go sit down. Go sit down. Who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks? That Jesus Christ. Anybody else is a busybody. These boys give us great scripture. He walks there. What do you think he's doing? Come to fellowship with you. Come to test you. The only one that should be close to you. Close, close, close. Is Jesus Christ. Can you say amen about that? Huh? And, and uh, you will lose your joy. If you don't listen to the Bible. Jesus walked in the midst of the church. The church is the golden candlestick. When it came out of the upper room, the church was pure. But now, there's a lot of things goes on. Corruption. That's why it takes men of God, apostles, let me, pastors, evangelists, prophets, to perfect the saints. How? Sister Marina said it. By telling the word of God. Let's get back to the Bible. Let's get back to this book. Can you and I get back to the Bible? What do you want? You've come too far to be deceived. I wish somebody say amen. Who was it? Micah said, come alive. Was it? Wake up. Who said it? I know we need somebody like that. These are men. They're going to stir the church. Okay. The next verse says. Okay. You can't hide from him. You, you might hide from the pastor in secret. But you forgot that it's Jesus that's watching. When you sneak around and call around. And secretly. The telephone is not a secret. I mean. Whatever you do in the dark. Comes a light. And you might hide from somebody, but you cannot fool the Lord. God searches the heart. Oh, don't tell pastor. Let's do it secretly. But God knows. He searches your heart. He knows what's in your heart. I know thy works. You can't fool God. So you're acting like all spiritual before everybody. But God knows that inside of that black corrupt heart. It's evil. There's blackness there. And he said I know your work. You do it but you're not sincere. You might clean the church but you're grumbling. You're complaining. You're going to lose your reward. See. You're, you're murmuring. You're complaining. But you should do it with a joyful spirit. Oh make a joyful noise. And to the Lord. Clap your hands all ye people. Shout. 
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he's good. Can you get back to that spirit? Are you complaining and groaning? Look at it. I got to clean the cobweb. Somebody's got to clean the cobweb. That's how we live. That's, that's the type of world you're living in. There's going to be dust and dirt. Everybody's got to take a bath. Oh, I hear it almost every day. Honey, did you take a bath? Do you remember to take a bath? <laughs> Who can forget? Amen. You don't forget to brush your teeth, do you? It will remind you. And body odors will remind you. If you don't take uh, one or two days, trust me, your body will tell you. The same thing goes for the church. If the church is not being washed in the blood of Jesus, purged with the Holy Ghost, you will know it. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles. Pastors, they say. They're apostles. They're pastors. They got a ministry. They called to, to pastor the church. No, you did not. I am the pastor. Don't say that. I'm saying it true. If I say otherwise, I'll be lying. I'm the pastor. A police officer knows if he's an officer in the city of Merced. And I know if I'm the pastor in Faith Mission Ministry. Just that simple. I build a church. I labor, my wife and I. And I'm giving you the message right now. And here you sit before me because you come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Why are you here? Because for the perfecting of the saints. God knows that I have a word to give you. Because he gave me the word. And I'll tell it to you so you can be made perfect. Hmm? A, B, C. One, two, three. Look at me. Put your books down. Stop writing. So you'll hear. Because if I come to you and take your book. You didn't really write a whole lot. You're just killing time. Hold your head up. Amen. Amen. So. You, you see the plants out there hanging over. They didn't get no water. Put some water. They, they break up. So that's what I'm doing. Put some water on you tonight. It's time to water you. You've been in the sun long. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience. See that? A lot of us don't have patience. You want it right now. I want to get in the kingdom. I want to be like you. Don't want to be like nobody but Jesus. Sir, we would see Jesus. Stop trying to be like people. You're different. You're one of a kind. God never made you to be like anybody else but Jesus. Oh, and how canst thou canst not bear them which are evil? You say, oh, I can't stand that man which are evil, but you got evil in you. When you gossip, when you listen to gossipers, you got evil that's working iniquity. When you know somebody's doing something contrary to the church and you hold on to it and join them, that's working iniquity or agreeing with them. The church has lost it. We're backslid. We don't know what a church is. 
There's no order and government to a church. But for Jesus Christ to come back for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish, he's got to restore the ministry. And I didn't say it. And you can't stop it. Whether you agree with it or not, I cannot stop it. It's going to be just like God said. Whether I come to church, whether I believe it or not, God's going to have their hidden ones that are going to believe the word of God. You're not the only one that God has. Did you know for centuries, since the early church, churches have failed? For hundreds of years, some have failed. And suddenly God began to raise up. And he'll raise up a reformer, a man, will stand there in the gap. God always has a witness. From the days of Elijah, go back, Moses. And God raised up an Elijah and said, choose ye this day. God still have those men. Not very many, but one or two. But that's all God needs. Is one or two, a few good men that will stand up for the Bible. And stand in a church and say, we are not going to change. And you are not going to change this church. Nobody change it. Nobody change it. Where we know you cannot. We'll go down fighting. Nobody change the church. To the last man. And then when it's finished, you brush your, brush the dirt off and walk away somewhere else. You talk about a swordsman. Push them back. You have the sword of the word of God in your mouth, in your hand. And he said, how do you do it? Let the high praises of God be in your mouth. Hey, come on. You Like I heard sometimes the, the band, the choir, every once in a while they shout. Not all the time, but every once in a while they, they shout. Sometimes they shout, they shake the place. Man, it's good. High praises. Clapping and singing. And throw out the dead spirit. That old, well, I'm going to talk to pastor. I got something against the pastor. I don't like what the pastor is doing. I'm thinking about leaving the church. Every church has that. So join the rank. But every church, not every church, but a lot of churches got men and women that will stand up for God. Who do you stand for? Who should this church stand for? Jesus has some personality. Huh? Are you going to fight for the church or are you fighting for? Who do you defend? I don't hear you. What about Johnny? Huh? I don't hear you. You see, you pause. You're quiet because you're not sure. Who are you standing for? Who are you fighting for? Well, how come you're so quiet? How come you look so funny when I preach messages like these? Hmm? You should shout. I am on the Lord's side. We are a church that love God. Do you love God? I said, can you shout and clap your hand? Or you've lost it? You know, when you say clap for Jesus, like that, you don't have the love. But when you have the love, you praise the Lord. Come on, somebody can rob you of the joy and the love of God. My, that's where the church is. You know, they see somebody come in. And they can quote a few scripture. Don't even know what the scripture means. 
If you memorize the Bible, don't these boys quote scriptures tonight? But they still need to sit down and have a teacher. Me. That's right. Oh, you're just saying that? I was in uh, Tennessee last week. Didn't the same word work? You should see those people. Big crowd. You should see those people. I stood up. God used me. They, they, God used everybody I took. You know why? Because these people stay with the scripture. Stay with the man of God. And I was proud. I wasn't ashamed to get up there and make a fool out of themselves. When you get on your feet, you stand up for Jesus. Oh, I didn't hear you. You're quiet. You stand up. Micah say you're quiet. The Davin say you're quiet. You stand up with a shout. Let's get back to the shout and rejoicing for Jesus. Get your eyes off people. This church got away from God. Got his eyes and personality. Right, you can't even hardly help anybody because you're afraid the church might get the eyes on them. When somebody comes to church, don't get your eyes on them. Keep be the same. Treat everybody good, but you love Jesus more than you love anything else. Am I right? Am I preaching? Am I in the Word of God? You see, God knows what it needs. I never thought of these scriptures. The boys got up because God's saying, I want you to talk this way. So when you get home tonight, why don't you get up if you don't like it and ask God to give you a compromising preacher. One that will polish you and tell you a lie. Marina said it. She'd rather have a preacher that tell her the truth than one that just lied to her. Lie, look at her and smile and say you're beautiful when you're ugly as the devil. Somebody got to tell you when you got a ugly spirit because spirits will kill you. You get in... Oh my God, these boys was right on. I was in Nathaniel. Used the scripture about the demonic man that had pigs, that had uh, had demons, and and Jesus went over there, and the demons begged him to, if you cast us out, let us go into the swine. And when he said, "Go ahead," the swine rather drowned themselves. They didn't walk, but they run violently down a steep hill and kill themselves. Rather than let a demon stay inside of them. We hung around with demons. What did he say? Oh, me too, sister. I'm getting awfully upset with that church and that pastor. And you don't even know why you're upset. You know what? Because he cuts you with the knife. And you don't like the surgery, do you? Because everywhere you go, they pat you. And you don't know if you should run off the operating table or stay there. But I say stay there. And let the surgery be finished. You're not looking. It's too late to part people. It's too late to lie. If you're going to lie. Quit the ministry. But we need a shouting. Praising. Clap hands. Feet stamping church. We need to get back to loving Jesus. You know why you don't love Jesus like you did? Somebody you love more. They got into your heart. Men can creep into your heart. And before you know it, you don't love Christ. You love the personality. Oh, I like how they sing. I like how they clap. I like, oh, I won't clap when pastor get up and shout. I wait for my favorite preacher, you little hypocrite. Who do you think you're fooling? Yourself. Because it shows. 
Pastor is preaching. Praise the Lord. Somebody else preaching. Sit down, demons. You mix up. You're confused that way. Those, those, those are pigs went down the hill violently. They couldn't wait to kill themselves. Don't do it. Because there's a better system. Instead of drowning yourself, let the demons be cast out. Come on. In the name of Jesus. We cast out evil spirits in the name of Jesus. Don't run violently away. Get, the, get those evil spirits out. That's what Jesus is for. When Christ comes, evil spirits go. I know thy works. Thy labors and thy patience. And how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them. Look at that. Tried them. Which say. They are pastors. How can you be a pastor. When you don't have a church. When you lost it. You're the only church you tried. You lost it. You don't have a church. You cannot go to another man's church. And claim to be pastor of the church. You're not. You're N-O-T not Absalom. That's Absalom spirit. That tried to be David. Remember Absalom the story? He usurped the king. Stood at the gate and said look I'm the king. He was not. He got caught by his hair. <laughs> Amen. And Job gave him a hairdo. A makeover. No, can't not. Then it says. Oh, yeah. And thou hast tried them. Which say their apostles are not. Give me back that scripture. But they're not. Notice that. They said it, but they're not. They said they're pastor, but they are not. N-O-T. Not a pastor in this church. Me. I don't like that. Well, you get a new pastor. Vote me out, which you cannot do. You can't do that. Because you can't vote me out or vote me in. You do not vote out a minister when God called him. Only God can fire him. Nobody else. So you better like me or if you can't like me, then love me. <laughs> that settled it, right? But we have a good church and the devil wants to change it. You know how we change it? Get in your spirit and you start to think funny. Because somebody leaves church doesn't mean they're right. They got something in their spirit. And they wouldn't let the word touch it. And they hide it. How can you be mad at the church and hide it. And don't tell the pastor and expect him to know. In the first place what you're mad about. Might not even be genuine. Is the devil talking to you. And, and you got to know. When demons are trying to talk to you. Don't let them come in. But get them out like the pigs. The swine. That was a lesson. They ran violently. They just said we can't wait to drown. get drowned. We'd rather be drowned dead. Than let those demons. How about you tormented? You got spirits in your heart. You look mean and vicious. Those are demons. You got to get out and get the love of God again in you. This church, this church needs the love of God. You see, don't look at me. Don't look at me that, that funny because I didn't read the scripture. Nathaniel is to be blamed. Did pastor give you that scripture, Nathaniel? No. So if, if why, why do you think we got those scriptures lined up right there? Because God want to talk about it. God knows the evil spirits that you've entertained in your life, in your spirit. That's why you get so edgy, uh, edgy and irritated because of spirits. 
Look at me. And you need to get them out. And get your eyes on Jesus. I said, God, I'll stand for you. And let's build a good church. Get joy and praises and happiness. So when people like Brother Kevin who started coming here, he was sick. But look, look at him come back. Glad to have you, sir. Enjoying the word of God. No, I'm right. Any church you're going to have, government, army, military, they cannot do what they want to do. If you don't believe that, you let that soldier take a day off whenever he wants to. Or he doesn't report. Yeah, you know what that means. <laughs> oh, God has a principle, but because the church has gotten away from the principle of God, that's why there's so much problem in our lives and our home. But God's still going to get us back to where the truth is. Oh, I look at that. I know that works. If you think that he knows, then you'll, you're going to love God. And he tried those who say they are the apostles and are not. Are not. And has found them what? Liars. If you say you're an apostle or a pastor. Or you receive a call. Hello pastor. You are not a pastor. What are you? A liar. If you're not a pastor of this church. And you receive. Pastoral gifts. You're robbing the pastor. You're taking an office that wasn't given to you. What did Judas do? What did uh, Lucifer did? If you're not an apostle. And you, you believe you're an apostle. God didn't give it to you. You're lying. So you become a what? False apostle. False prophet. You're not a pastor. And they address you as pastor and give you a gift and do work for you as a pastor. You are just lying and lazy. Mm. Hey, look at me, all of you. Can you see me? Hey, hello, look at me. Can you see me? Am I telling you the truth? That's why we need to get back to truth. You call it like it is. If a mama, if you're not a mother or that child's mother, you cannot claim it. You're not the mother. The court will tell you. You're not the mother, ma'am. The court will tell you. You're not the pastor, sir, ma'am. You're not. And if you receive a gift, that's, uh, that's, that's, well, I don't want to say stealing. I'm polished. But you're taking something that's not yours, an office that's not yours. You're robbing the pastor. Of his due office. And you're getting between. So you're going to have a problem. Have you ever seen a child that don't know the parents? This one said, Johnny, I'm daddy. The other one said, no, no. I'm your daddy. And the poor little child looking, but he's got crossed eye. And a lot of saints got crossed eye. Who's my pastor? Pastor appreciation day, but I don't know who it is. Who is it? It's me. Will the real pastor please stand up? He's standing. Me. When it's all over, it's me. Who do you see up here? Oh, you can. You know, you don't want to say it, but that's that's okay with me. The angel is saying it. And you nothing you can do about it. 
If you ever read a, a real pastor, you'll find out he's not a push around. Next verse, right? Oh, I love these scriptures. I'm going to be close. And as born them, and as born, and as patient. Patient. We put up with people long time. Help them. Try with them. I thought people said, why don't you kick out? Why you? But we bore. How about pastors told me that? How about pastor told me, said, you entertain certain person, they're going to put a spirit between you and brother Andre. Long before. And he tried. But are you against me, brother? All right, man. Cool. I love you too. They told me long before. Said, you watch. They'll put a spirit. I tried to turn brother Andre against you. Try to turn the church against me. Got some of you looking that you got confused. Mixed up. Pastor. Are you not pastor? I am the pastor. So come back. Hey, come back to daddy. Come back to pastor. Get Stop losing the confused mind. I hope you know your daddy now. I'm the one God sent. And when God want to move me, that's okay with me. Boy, I could go to Jamaica, sit on the beach and put my feet up. Wouldn't bother me at all. Go to church at night and relax in the day. Wouldn't bother me at all. But God didn't want me to do that. I tried everything to do that. And look at me in this little church. There's no, God put me here because there's nothing I want to see around the city. So I stay upstairs and study. That's why I don't go out much. There's nothing I can... You leave here and you go outside Main Street. There's nothing else. There's nothing to see. So what do you do? I'd rather search and see what John has to say. And John talked about a beautiful city, doesn't he? Let me begin to close. Here, uh, as born and as patient, and for my namesake, as labored and as not fainted. Where are we? We're in Revelation. That's Revelation. Well, let's get in the book of Revelation. You are in the book of Revelation. And it tells you that God knows your work. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Well, what is it, Lord? You come home and your husband or your wife say, Come on, dear, can I talk to you? Why? Because I got something against you. Ooh. So God is saying to the bride or to the church, I've got something against you. Wouldn't you want to hear? What is it? And, and the Lord had something against this church because of the spirit of this church. It had changed. And God is telling you about it. God said, get back to the right spirit. It was bad. Bad. Just like that. And you know it. Just like that. And your spirit was touched. Not by God, but another spirit. But we God is trying to bring it back so you can have church. So you can taste and love God again more than anybody else. That's why I'm here. And if it wasn't so, then God would not even touch these young boys and said, I want this message. He pointed out the scripture that he wants tonight. Not me. 
I didn't, I didn't know what they were going to say. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because, what? Thou hast left thy first love. And I preached on it one time and somebody, when I said you've lost your first love, somebody very studiously came up to me and said, Pastor, I'd like to point out that scripture that the Bible didn't say they lost it. He said they left it. So if you leave your child in the supermarket and you're running around, <laughs> you didn't you didn't lose her. You didn't lose your child. You just lost her. I mean, you just left her. Oh, God. Smart. They came to me right in this church. I, I preached in it. I said they've lo they lost their first love. Oh, it didn't say. They couldn't lose it. When you go in the market and you can't find your child, you've lost. Smart. So, no, we still have it. We just uh, left it a little bit. All right, go back and find it. Go back and find it. You just left. I'm trying to bring you back to your first love that you've lost in the supermarket. You get confused. Oh, isn't he or isn't she wonderful? No, they're not. Don't look at the shiny shoes and the pointed shoe like, like Robinson Crusoe canoe or Aladdin's lamp sticking up. You've got to look at the word of God. And we want a church that stands up and people on their feet that has the word of God. Stop your foolishness. Stop. When you get on your feet, you just sit down if you're going to fool around, gossip, and throw words. We don't want that. Who do you think you are? Well, I'm correcting this church. No, I'm the corrector in chief. You have no authority to rebuke anybody in this church. None. There's an order to this church. There's an order to this church. God is not a joke. But because we've never seen New Testament order, we think that, oh, the small church is weak. No, it's not by size. It's by the faith in Almighty God. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against the wealth. If God tell you that, you're going to find out what does he have against us. Because thou hast left thy first love. You, 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 know, you didn't lose it, you just left it. Thank God. Go back to the Bible. You don't have it. Husband tell his wife or wife tell the husband said, look, I still love you. I'm just leaving it a little bit. <laughs> it's gone, my friend. It's gone. You left your first love. Somebody has got it. And that's what I'm to this church. You leave your first love. But you can get it back. By repenting. Saying God I saw. And be smarter. Don't get your eyes on men and personality. Pastor. Where is so and so? Who cares? That's not my business. Everybody's grown up. I, I'm not the keeper and the watcher of anybody. Do you understand that? I don't babysit anybody. I'm not responsible for nobody. Only for the house of God. And those that will obey. And you listen to what I'm saying? I'm not responsible for you what you do. 
And yet I am. If you submit to the ministry. Amen. You don't come to church. You don't call up. You don't report. But you got a problem with God. Not me. I've learned to leave it like that. Well, I'll show it. You're not showing me anything because I've been in the ministry so long. I don't get nervous. If you love God, you're going to serve him. Who is on the Lord's side? The way you used to love your pastor, you don't love him like you used to. You know why? Because you're sharing your love with somebody else. And you're taken with somebody else. You're trying to please two masters. Amen. That's wrong love. You've left it. Oh, but we haven't lost it. No, I can't find my baby in the supermarket. I left her standing right there. She's not lost. I didn't lose her. I know where I left her, right over there. But she's not here. But she's not lost. Everybody calm down. I'm just searching for my baby. You've left your first love. You lost it. Means you replace it with somebody else. <laughs> oh God, what a trick. Come on, smarten up. Everybody still love this church? You see, you feel better when you hold your little head up? You got a lot of time to bend your head when you get home. But I bet when you're watching the television, you're up like that, not like this, but when you come to church, how do I know you're not sleeping? But you look better right here looking at me. That's the way you should be. You're talking to people that have the all have their head down like you're nobody. You go you go into court and the judge talking to you and you. He says, stand up, man, hold your head up. And if you don't, you get uh, six more months. And you he said, give you another six months. And before you realize, hey, I better hold my head up. God's got a more severe judgment. But we call, we don't know it. We've never heard. He's coming back to rule and reign with a rod of iron. That's why we're warning the church. You have to repent. Now is the time. So we're going to go through all of these scriptures. Let me say, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Because thou hast left thy first love. And remember, therefore, notice the schooling. From whence thou was fallen, and repent, and do the first works, like when you just got saved. Go back to it, or else I will come unto thee quickly. And what will he do? Somebody say, oh, they left. No, God just pulled up their little candlestick. God had enough of that foolishness. What you're doing in secret, God knows it. There's no secret in God. He pulls you up. Uh... You cannot stick out of this place except the only way you're going to survive is by repenting. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. Sister Obidaya, can you come up and receive the offering tonight? God bless you. Did you enjoy tonight?